0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. We hope you are doing well. If you notice that our episode's are a little scattered right now, it's because we have a lot going on, especially me. I have created a book. It's a Vine Me Up activity book that's pretty much based on wine and the creative people behind the wine, mostly people of color. It's in the editing phases, so um, I am constantly staring at drafts and, you know, back and forth and I'm self-publishing with a team. So I'm sort of swamped right now. So sometimes the episodes will air bi-weekly and sometimes weekly, and sometimes they're going to air on different days, just for right now. Our episode today is very special. We brought back Dr. Nadine White. Dr. Nadine White has been practicing medicine for over 20 years while traveling all over the world. She calls herself blogger by day, physician by night. She's a travel blogger, content creator, best-selling author, speaker, just an overall travel inspirer, but what she's been known for lately is her expertise on the coronavirus. So when the pandemic first started, she wrote a blog post giving everybody a wealth of information and how to keep themselves safe. Well, that post went viral and um, she was invited to speak on CNN and been featured here and there and um, that's why we brought her back to talk a little bit about that. So here's our episode with Dr. Nadine White. Cheers. Nadine, we want you back to the swirl suite because girl, you have been popping Ah. everywhere. We have seen you on CNN. It's (laughs) It's been a busy year. Absolutely. So tell us how you're doing. Oh, and please reintroduce yourself to everybody who doesn't know you.
2: Oh yes, yes, so I am Dr. Nadine White. Um, I call myself a travel blogger by day, physician by night. Um, My blog is The Sophisticated Life. Normally I cover travel, food, and wine, Um, affordable luxury blog, and I'm usually traveling every month, every other month, all over the world, domestic, international travel. Um, I like to explore food, culinary travel, and wine regions when I'm traveling. But of course, with COVID for the past year, that kind of halted a lot of my travels. So as a physician, I have been covering the pandemic, traveling during the pandemic, um, COVID-19, the vaccinations for the past, um, I guess a little over a year now. Um, When this all first started, I was actually on a cruise at the end of (laughs) January, early February, yes. Um, And my mother-in-law actually uh texted my husband and I because there was um, the cruise ship at that time that was in Italy that it ended up that wasn't the cruise ship that had COVID. It was the one in Asia, but um, she was like, oh my gosh, are you on that cruise ship with this virus? And we were like, no, but let me, I was like, let me look up what's going on with this virus. So long story short, I came back, I started doing some research about it and I wrote a blog post and did a Facebook live, um, just trying to educate people about what it was because of course everybody was freaking out. Um, That blog post went viral. Um, I ended up on CNN speaking about the coronavirus and how it related to travel at the time. And if you look, I have a screenshot back then, and it was like 17 deaths. That's how many deaths were in the U.S. at the time. Um, It was March 7th that I was on CNN. And so, of course, we've, you know, after that, I think a week later, actually, everything shut down after I was on uh, CNN. So... From that, I've been doing, um, of course, a lot of webinars, podcasts, um, lectures about coronavirus, and then about the vaccines. And um, I traveled a little bit during the pandemic, did some road trips, some short flights. So just trying to educate people on how to stay safe uh, while traveling. And yeah, so once the vaccines came out, I will admit I was reluctant at first myself. Um, I remember putting up a poll in one of my uh, local medical groups, and it was about 50-50 in terms of the physicians who thought that they would get it when it was um, available, and I, again, did my own research on it. And by the time it came out, I was ready. Um, I was obviously, um, as a hospital physician, I was one of the first people that it was available to, and so um, I was ready. And I got it into. I got the Pfizer vaccine, the first vaccine, first shot in December, the second one um, in January, and I again wrote another blog post about that, just kind of breaking down um, the vaccines and the studies and got on social media again at that point trying to explain to people what was going on with the vaccines and that that was actually a, tough, a much tougher sell <laughs> that was a much tougher sell I, I will admit I got beat up quite a bit especially from the black community um, and black travel groups I tried to do some webinars there and it was really tough um, but happy to say I think we've we've turned the corner obviously I think Um, there was a lot of us that were just out there really trying to educate all over even on clubhouse and um, yeah I'm I'm happy to say I think we're turning the corner with this pandemic hopefully and uh, and here we are I've started traveling again I'm excited to get back out there yay (laughs) Um, and yeah I am just I feel like a a big weight is starting to kind of (sighs) <sighs> you know yeah fall off our yes. you know even at work for me like I said because I work in the hospital here in Atlanta so yeah so mm. that's my story in the in the nutshell wow.
0: <laughs> wow my goodness wow that's interesting I pretty much had the same um, path to getting the vaccine as well first, mm. I was like oh hell no I'm not doing that and then nice. you know you think about it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, did the research. I was like, it's mRNA. It's not my, messing with the mitochondria. I was like, oh, I went through the whole, <laughs> you know, as a scientist. I was like, you know what? And I, I forgot, I forgot where I was sitting. And I, I think I was even drinking, uh, Doctor, die, Doctor Pepper of all things, right? And I said, if I could sit here and drink this, <laughs> <laughs> it is right here, literally. You know. I said, ah, get over it. At this That's point, exactly third right. quarter, I'll take my chances with the vaccine. Right.
1: Like, so, right.
2: And I Good went for you. To Pfizer. I went Excellent. To Pfizer. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was just as so skeptical. I just wanted to watch and see the side mm. effects and everybody's mm-hmm. reaction. Because yeah. it seemed to be hitting people differently. Right. So. Um, that was the only reason why I waited so long because mm. I got mine in April, but okay. um, right, right. But yeah, it was, it was, I didn't have many side effects at all. I was a little tired, but other than that, me you know, neither. I was fine. Yeah. and I
2: understood that I definitely understood people being skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I mean, my husband went with me for the first one and I, I was terrified, you know, um, I'm 50 you know, I'm not like a spring chicken 25, you know, I take medications for different ailments or whatever. And so I, I, my heart was racing. I was terrified. And again, this is December. So I only had like the studies to go on. It wasn't like millions of people had taken it. right? And so, you know, the and it was at my work at my, you know, my job. So it was at the hospital and the nurse kind of just left. And I said, wait, I'm, I'm supposed to wait for 15 minutes, right, to see if I have any reactions and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to just sit there." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he like didn't even care. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you can just sit there." And so my husband and I sat there and I just literally was like watching my phone like is anything going to happen? Is something going to happen to me? And he drove me there. Like I was afraid to go by myself and drive myself home in right. case anything happened, but I was fine um, for the first and the second one. I didn't get anything. I didn't get fever. I had a little bit of arm soreness. My husband got the Moderna. Um, Same thing with him for both vaccines. He got nothing. Like, so we prepared. I took the day, the second one, you know, you're known to get more side effects. So uh, we both had taken like the day off work for the second one. Neither one of us, two different, you know, vaccines, and we were both fine. So, um, yeah, you know. But again, I tried to tell people, prepare. You know, you just never know. But yeah, um, yeah thank goodness um, we were fine. So, yeah.
1: I understood
2: people being skeptical. I really, I and I, I documented, you know, and I, I think a lot of us that were early on were letting people know, you know, because mm-hmm. some people really did get sick um and so you know it was important for people to kind of share their experiences early on and so I think again the more people that got it all over the world there's now millions and millions of people we're standing we're still alive (laughs) people are not dropping like flies yes right (laughs) I think that just gave people more more confidence about it so and you're
1: and you're a mom too right
2: um, no, I'm not. I have uh, oh. two step kids. Oh, okay. And what was hilarious was they're both in college, and the um, older one got it like right after we did, it. And I was like, "Oh wow!" Really get I mean, like literally, they were like ready. My husband yeah. who hates shots, like he he is. This year was the first year he got the flu shot. Like he's wow. never even gotten the flu shot. Me and neither. He I was got the flu shot.
0: What? <laughs> right. So that's why I was like, "The hell with the vaccine." <laughs> no, this is a little different.
2: Yeah, he he was ready though. He was like, he was yeah. so afraid. He is, uh his mom is elderly; she's seventy eight, and yeah. so we go over there. And so he was just he was more afraid of the, the disease than he was yeah. of what could happen with the shot. And that was it.
0: yeah. I think that was my um. I was like, I'd rather get this shot, have mild symptoms, than not get the shot and be put Mm -hmm. on a ventilator. Right, you go coming off a slim, and then to be in the hospital by yourself because can't nobody come check to make sure that. Nah, man.
1: Yeah. Go ahead and hit me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Nadine, how do you feel about the kids getting the vaccine? So I, what is it? It's 12 and over right now, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So
2: yeah, because I'm a pediatrician. So ages 12 oh. and up get the can get the Pfizer vaccine. So that study was remarkable because even though it wasn't a large study, it was only it was like less than 3000 kids. But first of all, my colleagues that have kids, they were all trying to sign their kids up for that study. It was hilarious. Like they all wanted their kids in the study. Um, and so that's how much physicians have confidence in these vaccines. Um, and so first of all, we know that kids do not have a serious of a problem with the, with the illness. So they don't get as sick, um, mm-hmm. which is great. But um, they do get uh, inflammatory disorder. They can get an inflammatory disorder after they get coronavirus. And we have seen that even in um, our population here in Atlanta. Uh, but in that study from ages 12 to 15, when they gave the Pfizer vaccine, none of the kids, zero of the kids that got the vaccine got coronavirus, zero. The only cases of coronavirus were in the placebo group. I mean, it was like even more impressive than the studies in the adult population. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was like unbelievable. So they're really, and they had minimal side effects. I mean, just like arm soreness, fever. Yeah, so for that, there's really no indication as to why you would not vaccinate kids because Mm -hmm. we do know they can still be vectors of transmission. So for instance, Mm -hmm. if you have kids that live with grandparents, you know, are around elderly people, are around people that are immunocompromised, weakened immune systems, they can still spread it to those people. Um, So even though they themselves may not get seriously ill, um, unless those kids have asthma, obesity, you know, they have serious illnesses and they can, you know, get really sick if they get it. But even like the healthy 12 to 15 year olds that you're like, oh, well, why would you give it to a healthy 12 to 15 year old, you know? Well, it's because they can still spread it and contribute to it being in the the society and spread it to people. And just in general, the fact that I hear adults say that, well, I don't need to get it. I don't care if I get COVID. I'm not afraid of COVID. People in my family say that. And it's like, this is a communicable disease. This is the whole community has to deal with this. So you are going to be spreading it to other people that can die from it. Even if you do get it and live, you're going to spread it without knowing it. You're going to spread it before you even get symptoms from it. And you could spread it to your parent, your grandparent, somebody that can't fight it off. And it just drives me nuts that even today people will still say stuff like that. So it's the same thing with kids, kids can spread it to their teachers that have, you know, asthma, lupus, you know, diabetes, things like that. So I think that since the safety profile is so great with kids Mm -hmm. that have got that uh, in the trial, I am all for it. And I think they're going to start trials if they haven't already, you know, for eight to 12 um, and go down lower. So Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty impressive, really, so far. (laughs) These trials.
1: (laughs) I I saw something pretty crazy. Like DC just opened up this past weekend, completely open now, and oh, they're late. Atlanta been open. Oh, girl, no, we've seen Atlanta. We know y'all been open, child. (laughs) i like, you guys just opened? What? We just opened. Our mayor was <laughs> very, very cautious. DC. Yeah, our, our mayor was very cautious about opening things back up. I, that's the thing. Yeah, th- now they have like certain rules for different places where they have like a vaccinated section. Like, how, how are you going to be able to tell who gets vaccinated or not? They have how vaccinated gonna- sections? I what? heard that like it's sporting events and stuff like that.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, it's super What weird. if you have to present your card? Um, I wonder, point, with the vaccine point.
2: passports and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think like New York is trying that like for events, you know, like for you to show it on the app. Um, yeah, I can see where that could be the case. I think a lot of times people are expecting people to do the honor system, you know, yeah, just right. like with masks, like, okay, if um, you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks. Well, yeah. I yeah, think I the sure. people who are anti-masks, they're going to just not wear masks. Right. So right. I think, you know, the more, and I had been talking about this from before when I first wrote that vaccine article was I could see the future of like these vaccine vaccine passports in the apps where you would have to download, you know, the, your card showing that you're vaccinated. Because I think for places like Broadway theaters, inside right. big venues, I just don't see how you could have that many people in one place in the inside. I mean, you guys have been at Broadway theater. I mean, it's like yeah. you're like sitting Fair. like this. Yeah, I, I don't see how you could have a situation like that, especially like, say, in the time when you have all these, well, you know, you're more susceptible to having respiratory symptoms of coughing and colds right. and stuff like that you have a place like that where say half those people are not vaccinated or could have covid especially since we have these strains that are still out that may yeah. not be you may not be protected from with the vaccine that's going to be risky unless you can show some proof of vaccination so unfortunately i you know i think it's you know people are saying well it's not fair because you're going to have these two populations of vaccinated and unvaccinated but I think if you want to partake in, in activities like that to protect the public, unfortunately, I think you're going to have to show some proof of vaccination to partake in certain activities like that. Mm-hmm. If not, we would never be able to, to keep it under control. You well, know?
3: have you guys heard of, um, you even have to be careful now with your vaccine card because people are faking, faking cards or, you know, how people were posting on Facebook, they were vaccinated, I, and other I,
0: people's I, cards.
2: Isn't that awful? So many people,
0: I told so many people, take your card down. Or, right. or you know, cut, black out certain yes. parts of it. Just show the sticker. If you want to prove, right. just show the sticker. Because yeah. the, it's also so the, too easy what do you call the people identity thieves you had your name your birthday Right. yes
2: (laughs) Yes. yeah it's so easy to like duplicate those cards because even when i got mine like i said it was in december i'm kind of mad i didn't ours weren't stickers they were handwritten and then my first vaccine the person my first shot the nurse made a mistake so she like crossed it out oh girl didn't even get a new card and I didn't even think about it at the time. Cause again, I was so nervous. I should have asked her to just start over a new card. Right. But instead said, she just crossed it out and like put the lot, you know, like redid the lot number. So somebody looking at it may just may even like not even want to accept that. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like crossed out. And so when I went for the second shot, I forgot my card and they were like, oh, I mean, the people know me at work, but they were like, all right. They just wrote it down on a piece of paper. They're like, all right, when you get home, just put this on the card. But this was early on. I don't think anybody thought that people would be trying to like fake the cards, you know, but yeah. So there's no stickers. Mine doesn't even have stickers. It's just handwritten. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I wish there was a better way. I wish there was like, um, and, and I don't know, like if they sent all that stuff to somewhere in Georgia, like the state health department. So that there's some, and, you know, like, I wish there was some kind of way Mm -hmm. that there was some like real traceable record of all these shots. I don't know if my hospital did that. I don't know if state departments have that, you know, it's, yeah, it's, you know, the honor system is not going to fly in the long run.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my uh, my godmother, <laughs> bless her heart. She sent me and my husband these vaccination uh, like bracelets. Uh, so, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> we're vaccinated. <laughs> yes.
2: I love it. I love it. See now, if they did insert like people who really on Instagram, like I showed my husband took a video of me getting my first shot. Mm-hmm. And I honestly had people when I posted that video on Instagram ask me, like they thought that they inserted something in my arm. Like people really said it looked like, cause you know, the needle snaps back into the syringe uh, mm-hmm. and people like said, they washed it in slow motion and it looks like they left the needle in my arm. And so do, do, you know, like, do I think they like, they left the chip or the needle, like they left it in my arm. I said, Come They on, think
0: you've been mom. implanted with something. Yes. On-
2: yes. Like this one lady was like, <laughs> I watched it in slow motion they left at it. I said, you don't think I'd be able to feel if something was left in my arm? Let's see if they did, then we, I would know like I could prove I was vaccinated. They could scan the chip.
1: <laughs> that would have irritated me.
2: <laughs> that would have irritated me so bad. That's the stuff I dealt with on social media. I just was like, ma'am, I don't know what to tell you. The the needle pops back in the syringe and they did not leave it in my arm. But I had several people watch that video and say that to me. I said, <sighs>
0: The level, the level of ignorance is just astounding. Uh, it's, it's just it's, astounding.
2: It's, I had to take social media breaks, honestly, in yeah, discussing I'm sure. the in the vaccine. I really did. And you know, after the, you know, it's harder to prove after the initial studies because the initial studies only tested for symptomatic infection. So they gave the vaccines to the placebo, the placebo group didn't get the vaccine and then these people got the vaccine and they checked people that developed symptoms and then they checked to see if they had COVID or not. So, you know, everybody was walking around saying, well, it doesn't check, it doesn't, you know, didn't check to see if you had COVID and you just didn't know it. Like those people that were walking around that didn't have symptoms could have still had COVID and could have still been spreading it. They just didn't know it. True, because they didn't test for that. But logic would say, first of all, the way that it spread is by coughing, sneezing, those kind of, you know, having those kind of symptoms. So you would think if a person had no symptoms, they would be spreading it less. Okay. So, I mean, I had confidence in the vaccines and I, I said, we're going to have real world studies now that people are getting it. So once the real world studies started coming in from the UK, Israel started, Israel had the biggest real world studies. They were testing everybody that got the vaccines to mm-hmm. asymptomatic people, symptomatic people. Then the US did their own study of healthcare professionals in Texas who are at the highest, highest risk you know, um, that got the vaccine. They checked the one, people that had no symptoms, people that had symptoms, and they showed that there was decreased uh, viral load, decreased viral shedding, People that were um, asymptomatic only had like eight infections compared to like 70. And even though when you showed all this evidence to people now that millions and millions of people that have had it, they, people were still not convinced. <laughs> people are still like, well, you can still get it and spread it. I said, the numbers are like this big for people who got, are vaccinated that can get it and spread it like with no symptoms, like this much compared to this much I'm like the numbers show it. And then now the fact that we're like open, that's even proving it. The fact that we're able to get back to like semi-normal lives and visit family and be around people in groups and not worm, that alone is proof that the vaccines are working because we would never be able to do this if we weren't vaccinated. You know, people would be spreading COVID and dropping dead, which is what was happening a year ago. And so we have the proof in real life now and people still walk around saying, well, I'm not getting it, they don't work. They, you know, mm-hmm. you can still get it and spread it. And you, it, and, and so I, I've i almost given up, like if you can see all of this around the world and, see, and not see the difference in a year since, you know, not even a year, since December.
3: Right. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, almost given the vaccine that I don't know what I can tell you to convince you at this point. Yeah. i mean it warms my heart when i see people that are seeing their their parents after you know a year yeah i mean people got to graduate i have a friend who her son came back and got to graduate because he didn't have a graduation last year you know what i mean like when you see all these people reuniting with families and having their experiences going to prom i mean all of these things that are being made possible because you know now that we have the vaccines it's just it really warms my heart. I mean, just for me being at work and not breaking out into a sweat when I have to go see a patient with COVID. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean that makes a huge difference. You like
0: in level A.
2: Right? Yeah, like just like I mean, <laughs> I was afraid, like for anything on me to touch. Like I went into a room, like even right after I got vaccinated, and three people in the room had like the whole family. I don't know what. Well. In our hospital, we allowed two parents. For a while, it was just one parent with a child, but then they went back to two parents with a child. So I went into the room and it was both parents that had COVID and the child that had COVID. And I'm like, well, did you have to let them all in here? Like, oh my God. And so I had just gotten vaccinated. So I was like, I don't know how protected I am. And I was like, I just couldn't wait to get out of the room. I mean, I'm in this small room with these three people with COVID. Mm. Like people don't understand how, you know, because yes, you can, and I know that was one of your questions. So yes, you can still get it. The, the whole point is, yes, you in none of the studies, anyone die after getting the vaccine, which is excellent. So you may still get it. As we know, people have breakthrough infections, but you don't have severe disease. You don't die. Um, so that's, you know, a relief. So you may get it, but you won't be in the hospital with a severe illness or die from it but I still don't want to get it. <laughs> and we know there's strains out there. We don't know how protective they are from, you know, some of these crazy strains. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still really careful. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't want people to just go buck wild and think that, you know, they can just do whatever they want and mm-hmm. not, if, you know, be, still take some precautions, still wash your hands, right. hand sanitizers. Don't be around people that are sick without wearing a mask, you know, right. things like that. So-
1: Have they been talking, um, in your world, have they been talking about boosters yet?
2: Right. So all three vaccines are approved in the U.S. They're working on boosters right now. So Pfizer, Mm -hmm. Moderna, and J&J. So... They're studying two things. They're, stu- they're keeping track to see how long immunity lasts. They know for sure if, um, they released that it lasts at least six months. I think most of them believe that it'll last for a year at least, the vaccines. Um, so they're keeping track of that, but they're also looking to see whether they'll need boosters for the different strains that are out there. So um, I think they're preparing for both things. If they start to see like there's a strain that's taking over and causing more severe disease or hospitalizations or deaths, then they may need to do boosters for that. If they start to see that immunity is waning, you know, not just in the lab, but in real life, um, mm-hmm. you know, testing people's antibodies, then they may decide to do immunity for that. So you know, you read the papers, and there's some scientists are like, "Oh, we definitely should do one by a year. And then some are like, no, we think immunity will last longer than a year. So I think they just have to just keep checking people's levels to see, you know, uh, but they all are working on it. Um, the interesting thing is like the newer vaccines that are being developed, like they'll be more up to date than the older vaccines. So the question is always like, well, do you mix and match the vaccines? So like the newer vaccines, do you just use that as a booster? But I think, money-wise, like Pfizer, Moderna, they're gonna want you to use their vaccine, their new, bo- you know, their booster as their vaccine. So I think all three of them are working on it, just in case they start to see a new strain, bu- you know, bump up in the population, and they'll be prepared to give a booster for that. And for me, I'm like, shoot me up if I need. <laughs> If I need a booster to protect me against, you know, something else that pops up or if they start to see the immunity waning in the population, I'll, you know, I'm fine with that, you know, so yeah, they're definitely working on them.
0: What I, um, what's interesting, what I like that's happening now, I'm going to Belize in July oh, fun. for my birthday and Belize, when I booked, Belize um, said you have to do. They were doing the seventy-two to ninety-six hour oh. tests. and then your know, re-entry. We have to do test, COVID tests, But they've changed since I booked to go. If you're vaccinated,
2: you don't right. have right. My colleague so you just have to went.
0: Show your vaccination card. So it's, it. that the travel industry is now, you know, uh, the tourism. Excuse me, the tourism industry mm-hmm. is now picking up. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to do A, you may have to do B, you know, that type of thing.
2: Exactly. And I, I was telling people, I again, I was telling people stuff like this for months ago, and they're like, nope, that won't happen because you know you can still have it and spread it and carry it. And they're not gonna countries aren't gonna do that. I said, it will be proven that if you're vaccinated, there's such a small chance that you're gonna be carrying it and spreading it to other people. And yeah, I mean, I think Iceland, the seashells, and um, there's another country in Europe where like the first ones that said, if you are vaccinated, come on in, like, you don't have to get tested, (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to quarantine, and you can just pop on in if you're vaccinated. And I was like, there's going to be a trend of that, you know, and plus people want tourism dollars back, you know, you know.
0: US to get, get their stuff together and get back to traveling, spending US dollars. Yes. It's the, bottom, the bottom. They need the US dollars. So, yep. and once you the airline industry, I could really see you're on a tin can <laughs> for, for three, I mean, literally for three hours. They got to protect their, their workers for one. Yes. So, I, I'm not. I won't be surprised if the airlines say, "Hey, you're not vaccinated. Um, we need you to take extra steps to assure okay. that you're not." To.
2: And the um, cruise industry, I knew that. Yeah, I mean, look at those cruise ships that were stuck out there. From mm. oh my gosh,
1: I, I said
2: there is no way people are going to they're going to cruise again without requiring vaccinations. I mean. Yeah. And that's exactly what's coming down the pipe now. I mean, what I think it's Norwegian that was saying, because, you know, in Florida, that silly governor who's like, no, no, Your no. Is. Yeah. I, I, people shouldn't have to show that they're vaccinated or not vaccinated. I'm not doing that, blah, blah, blah. And that cruise line is like, we hmm. are going to require people to show they're vaccinated to get on our ship. And so if we can't do that in Florida... We may have to move mm. our ships out of Florida, which would cost them tons of money if cruise ships starts leaving, you know, exactly. leaving the ports in Florida. I'm like, what cruise line is going to want to take the chance of another COVID outbreak on their ship?
0: Exactly, and you, you know, those European flagships especially are going to be like, okay, we got to move. <laughs> we going to New York. We don't have no problem. We got to come all the way down to um, Florida.
2: Got exactly. More- yeah. No, it makes no sense. You cannot be trapped out there. And we, you know, if you've been on a cruise, you know how nasty it is anyway. Like it's too easy to spread stuff oh. <laughs> on a cruise ship. Like, <laughs> like air. I've, I've actually never,
1: up. I've never been on a cruise. How nasty uh, yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, Leslie? It's recycled so, air. It's just the, the same air is circulating
3: through all of the cabins. It's not like, and I because- I a balcony. You know, but yeah, but a yeah, but most of the the ones, especially if you have like an inside cabin, you and, and the um even the ones that just have an outside cabin and you don't have a balcony, that's not opening up. So where's the air coming from? It's just going. Mm-hmm. Just and you
2: touch, touch everything. Everybody touches the same thing. So the buffets. It's like, you're all touching everything. The balcony, like you're walking down the stairs. Everyone's touching everything. You're in the theaters together, sitting casino, there. All of casino, all The casino, I mean, it's just, everyone's touching. You're like in the incubator. Like everybody's touching the same thing, <laughs> touching the buffet. I mean, there's just no way. And that's why like the Norwalk virus, like where you had all those outbreaks before COVID. They had all those outbreaks before, uh, you know, anything that like, happens on the ship like there's almost impossible to keep it to just one or two people that's why they quarantine people in their room when someone gets sick and tape down the door i mean (laughs) you just can't there's just you know so i i'm curious to see once they start going back out i am hopeful because you know they did that test cruise where everyone was vaccinated Mm -hmm. but they let people off the ship no they weren't vaccinated they had tests, that's why I think they're requiring vaccinations now because they did a test cruise where people got tested. So they got tested like a couple of days before, they got tested before they got on the ship, but then they like let them off during the cruise. So they <laughs> let them off during the cruise, but they were like, oh, we watched them. They only went, and then they got back on the ship. And then of course it was like, there was an outbreak. There was a COVID outbreak. And I was that- like, wow. Oh, the interesting thing
3: is, is I wonder if they're going to change some of their, like the dining practices. Right. Uh, will the buffet go away? Because right. that's the now they still won't do buffets in restaurants. Will they? Right.
2: I think they should. I was on a ship right after they had uh, one of those viral outbreaks. And what they did do was like, the staff had to do all of that for you. You couldn't even get your own drinks. Like they had staff members in gloves that were doing like the fountain drinks for you. So like, you're right, they may have to get rid of that kind of stuff or have like staff members serve you all of that instead of like, cause you know, the kids go up there and they're handling all that. I think and-
0: they should do that anyway. Cause some of these folks is nasty. <laughs> I don't think the public should handle be okay. Let's And they stand over yeah. there. You
2: see people taste the stuff putting it. Uh. Uh, and I love to cruise, but I am quite aware of how nasty all oh, that can get. I mean, yeah,
0: the uh, well, Whole Foods buffet no longer—they uh, they opened their buffet back, nice. but
2: mine hair too.
0: Staff serving, and they got like a little rope off, and she the staff is like this. <laughs> it looks like
2: assembly line. Well, guess what they have here? So you know, because I said Atlanta been open for like a year. So our Whole Foods finally, well, they have it open now where they have, and hopefully when I first went back, when they had it open, the guy was like, ma'am, ma'am, you have to put on the gloves. They have hand sanitizer and they have plastic gloves at the buffet. So you're supposed to put the hand sanitizer on and then put the plastic gloves on and you're allowed to use the buffet again.
0: You serve yourself.
2: And serve yourself. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Hopefully, I mean, they had people watching because I didn't even, I saw the sanitizer. I didn't see the plastic gloves. And hey. he was like, ma'am, you have to put the gloves on. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't even see it. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Wow. Yeah, but I, let, let me tell you, our numbers are down. Our oh, numbers. Good. But we've had the vaccine here for 16 and over with like mass vaccination sites for months in Atlanta. So I'm assuming that's why, because of course you guys have seen the pictures, people have been wilding out, clubs open, strip clubs, everything, Yes. but we have had like stadiums open with vaccination sites for 16 and above for months now. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious, actually, I was going to look that up after I saw in the news that our numbers were down, I wanted to see what our vaccination rates were in the area, because it's got to be high, I'm assuming, because we have not. We've even in my hospital, the last time I saw a COVID patient was um, about three weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been great. So. (laughs) Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah.
1: Most definitely. <laughs> so, Nadine, you wrote a checklist, a travel checklist. I'm sure. yeah, I think you were talking about travel traveling with COVID uh, during the pandemic way back in March. So, I'm sure that's drastically changed now. You're yes. Checking. So tell yes. Me about that.
2: So yes, I just wrote one. Uh, basically, because um, just like we we're just talking about, things definitely change um, just between March and now, obviously. So, I decided to do. It's like um, before, during, and after your travels. So the number one thing on the checklist is doing your research. You know, people really have to research because depending on where you're going, whether it's domestic or international, every country has different rules that you should follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the checklist is basically prior to traveling, during your travels, and after your travels. And it covers what you need to do in terms of the researching the destination, things that you should pack, Um, whether you need to um, get certain vaccinations, not just COVID, honestly, whether you need to get tested, because as we were talking about, some countries still will require you to get um, tested for COVID prior to going. Some require you to get tested when you get there. And then for the U.S., you still, I'm waiting for them to get rid of that for vaccinated Americans. I'm like, but you still have to get tested prior to coming back into the U.S. So I kind of go over that and I share links that, you you know, helpful links for you to check to see what what you need to do. I also share links in terms of which countries are open for U.S. travelers right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, like I said, go over just like which vaccinations for which countries um, in general. Um, What's also helpful, I think, is like the different levels, because um, like for the U.S., there is like level four um, is like the highest level. Like if you're traveling then in terms of COVID, crime, things like that, the US State Department will have level one to level four, level one being the safest, level four being the, the most concerning. Like I was just reading for instance, Tokyo is a level four. Um, they're recommending US citizens not travel to Tokyo for the Olympics, right, for the Olympics because they've had a really high jump in COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Um, their vaccination rates have not been very good in Japan and wow. so um so Japan Tokyo is at a level four so um so it's really good to check those levels before you're traveling to different countries just to have a good idea um and then I go through things that you should pack I go through some of the basic stuff that was on a previous travel list of mine registering for step which is another State Department um, site that you go to. So you'll be aware of anything that's happening in the country where you're um, vacationing. So if there's like any kind of emergency in that travel, the State Department knows that you're in that country. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the, pro, you know, like things to do before. And then just things that you should pack. Um, having health, uh, travel insurance, that's very important. So it should always include medical evacuation. People forget to get that with travel insurance, especially now it's important if you get sick, then you want to be able to come back to the US. (laughs) And (laughs) Uh, you you do not want to be left with that expense. The other thing that people sometimes um, don't think about right now is if you get, when you get tested in the country that you're vacationing in, what if you test positive and you can't get on your flight back to the US? So you want to make sure that wherever you're going to or wherever you're staying, the resort, a lot of places will offer you like their insurance plan or Mm -hmm. they'll offer you discounted stays. If you have to stay like the extra 10, 14 days or whatever in that country until you can fly back to the U.S. And people don't consider that. But I've heard several and read about several people who have tested positive because even again, if you're vaccinated, there's still a chance that you can catch it, still a chance that you can test positive. So, and obviously if you're not vaccinated, there's even a higher chance. So you wanna consider that if you're flying out of the country, again, you have to test right now to come back into the US. So just consider that you could test positive. So I kind of go over all of that. And then when you're traveling, whether it's domestic or international, I go over ways to stay healthy while you're traveling. So it's still important to wear a mask if you're gonna be in a crowded environment. If you're around anyone that's sick, get away from them. <laughs> Smaller groups is better than larger groups. It's always better to travel with people that are all that are already in your circle. So it's it's better to travel with people that you already are around, like your family, people that you work with, you know, kind of like your own pod. Um, outdoor activities are safer than indoor activities. Outdoor dining is safer than indoor dining. So things like that. Um, Obviously, like I said, washing your hands frequently, using hand sanitizer, always having that with you while you're traveling. Um, always check too, like whether it's Airbnb or hotels, tour operators, what kind of um, guidelines do they have on their site? What kind of cleaning practices are they doing? You know, are they following? If they don't even have that information on their website, I wouldn't use them or stay there. I mean, anybody by now that doesn't even have any COVID alert precautions on their website, it's not a good sign. Not a good sign um, And so I would check that uh, for while you're traveling and then coming back. So you know right now the US um, has different guidelines for people who are vaccinated and not vaccinated. so if you're vaccinated you no longer have to quarantine if you come back healthy, right so if you come back healthy you no longer have to quarantine. And if you're va- if you're unvaccinated there's a whole other separate rules that you should quarantine you should get tested. So again, yay for people vaccinated. Um, <laughs> so you wanna to go to the CDC and kind of follow those recommendations when you get back. Obviously, if you come back and you're sick, you need to quarantine. Anybody that you were around to quarantine with you and you should get tested um, at three to five days after returning. Um, and so I kind of go over all of those things. So if you sign up for my blog, uh, uh, my newsletter, The Sophisticated Life, you'll get like this three page, I think it's three to four pages, <laughs> of a PDF that you can download and print and just kind of check off all those things. So you can be safe while you're traveling.
0: Excellent. That's yeah. great. That oh, thank fun.
2: you. <laughs> I try. <laughs>
0: The insurance, um, I'm yeah. not one that really ever buy insurance because I, I got a rider on my Blue Cross Blue Shield to be mm-hmm. out of the Caribbean oh, to nice. my, I need to be because what you don't want to do is go to certain um, hospitals in certain countries. Like right. I, I roll a dice on that four, 45 hour to the closest US point. But um, I digress. There was a young lady and I was sitting here trying to think of where she was didn't have the insurance and a scam was being ran. They said she tested neck positive, Uh-oh. had to go stay at, get a te- get another test, huh. which, which they had upcharged the test, stay there for an extra amount of days at uh. three to $500 per night. It was mm-hmm. a nightmare for this young lady. And so, and so that initial test then, what they're thinking with the article i read that they gave her the it was either a false positive and didn't retest mm. her at that with that one made her go through the protocols that they had in place for people who actually tested positive and then they did the full pcr test after she had stayed there the extra three nights to get the
2: extra money
0: charge oh, no.
2: for the pcr test i believe it I believe there's scams like that. And that's one of the reasons I've just been patiently waiting for them to get rid of that, you know, test to come back into the U S because I, I don't know, like I've been a little bit nervous about the testing to come back in because exactly. I, you know, I just, I, so I haven't, I mean, I haven't traveled a lot yet, but I've just been a little bit nervous. The only places I would, uh, my family's from Jamaica. So I wanted to go to Jamaica and I know a lot of the resorts there do the test. And I mean, I should trust my own country, but I'm just
0: like, I don't know,
2: with my luck I'll test Jamaica positive.
0: Is doing a good, I went to Jamaica I, yeah. in October. Oh, nice. And I went in March. The oh, protocols, look at you. <laughs> Let me tell you, the protocols that they have in place were like, oh, okay, it's y'all so making any look like a third world country because Jamaica had this stuff together. I have I, heard, that's awesome. That's another whole um, podcast. But the, like you said, the hotel, I stay at a small boutique resort in um, um, Grill, okay. And they have partnered with a company who does testing for them. And they're right across the street from the hotel, and right. on the hotel property which is you know hotel has property on the east side but right and if you stay a certain amount of days like you stay four days or more then it's free
2: love it love it's- it yeah my stepson was just there for 10 days he graduated from college went there for 10 <laughs> days my other friend is there now i think too it's because of my job because i'm like if anything were to go wrong and I had to call my hospital and be like, um oh, I'm stuck in Jamaica for an additional 10, 14 days. They actually had a policy for a while that we couldn't leave the country. Right, wow. Yeah, so I'm just like, why can't they get rid of that testing rule? But before the end of the year, I'm sure I'll, I'll get down there. But I'm really proud. I've heard like, like you said, like great, great feedback from people who have gone there. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so proud, so proud. <laughs> I need the food. I need to go get a fix on my food.
0: I can, you not know, girl, that's, yes, indeedy. Yeah, yes,
2: indeedy. that more than anything, I need a fix on the food. So yeah, I'm like, look at everybody else going down there living their best life. And <laughs> I me mean, my, my, my husband are sitting here like, ah, but we're going to California, which is also my happy place. And oh, nice. I have not been there in over a year. We're going there in two weeks. So I'm oh, thrilled. Yeah. So no. that to me is just, that's amazing in itself to just be able to get back out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. What part of Cali are you going to?
2: Um, so we're going to Los Angeles for um, like four days. And then actually you asked about, uh, we're talking about Y regions. I'm going to Paso Robles for three days and I've never been there. So mm-hmm, that's been on my bucket list. So I'm really, really excited to head up there. So we're going to drive up there from LA yep so that sounds so fun yeah i'm (laughs) excited i'm excited we've only been this year i went to Asheville a month ago and other than that we went to miami for my birthday in january and that's been it yeah
0: yeah you ran more risk going to damn miami
2: (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. And you know what's so funny? We were um, it was my birthday. And so we pretty much like just stayed around the hotel and like lounged at the pool and on the beach, but we went to one restaurant that was ridiculous. Like we just got, ended up like telling the guy to pack up the food and like go. Because at the time my husband wasn't vaccinated yet. I could not believe these people, like I it was like so packed in there that there was like a line. At the hostess stand, people trying to just, like, get their table. I was like, how could they even just let... Why would the restaurant let this many people... It was like a club. It was it was a restaurant, but they were... It was, like, performing like a club. Like, and it was January. It wasn't even, like, post-vaccine. Wow. I, I couldn't believe it. But other than that, like, we actually had a pretty good experience at the hotel and on the beach and stuff like that. But then, yeah, I saw what happened at spring break, and I was like, oh... Thank God it was not like that when we were there in January. So, uh, but yeah, we're definitely ready for a real vacation and ready to start traveling again. Definitely excited. I'm ready to get
0: back to Europe and Southeast Asia. (sighs) And um, Bali still haven't opened up for Oh, I
2: know. Asia is like
0: hold on we gotta get our stuff
2: together hold on (laughs) like i said before i read that article i just posted it about japan i had i mean because they're having the olympics i had no idea that they weren't vaccinated i guess they're opening up um vaccination centers in tokyo and osaka to try and get like people vaccinated like in a rush but there's all these officials and doctors that have um, signed petitions and letters saying they don't even think the olympics should happen Wow. because their case numbers are so high wow wow i was like what how are they not prepared it's not that far how are they not prepared for it yet like mm. i had no idea that was the case either
0: i had no idea yeah. that, that. And, and you know japan is supposed to be per- that's,
2: per- that's exactly what i thought <laughs> that's exactly what i thought i am i am literally in shock i'm like because i think a lot of people like had bought tickets like to go last year and they're planning to go this year so hmm. yeah that's really surprising to me uh,
3: well, like they didn't have time to prepare it's right. not like they're, not them and they're like oh we have to deal with covid mm-hmm. now you know right
2: hmm. yeah I guess just the vaccinations I thought because like we were just saying Japan seems so progressive i I just assumed their vaccination rates were pretty high but they're saying it's not. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they can speed that up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, just like trying to get back to Europe and all of that is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I never, I, I mean, I even had my doubts even when the vaccines were coming out. I didn't think that it would be that much improved by now. I thought maybe by fall, you know, I wasn't expecting things to be like like this much better by May.
0: I, I agree, um, yeah. Nadine, Dr. N. Call you Dr. N. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
3: I like it. Well, I, I, I did. I thought so because just from the tourism perspective, mm. people are clamoring to get out mm. of their house and they're clamoring to get rid of the mask. And so I think
0: anything that they can do to do both of them, they're going vaccine. Yeah, I was looking at it from a different standpoint when this thing first really hit. When so you were mentioning about around March seventh, how the numbers were, and then Mm -hmm. by March thirteenth, my office was like, "Take your computer home." That was Mm -hmm. a Mm
2: problem.
0: Haven't been back in office since then. But when I when you look at the studies from the spanish flu it took two full years
2: right two full yeah. years
0: so i had already put in my mind 2022.
2: Mm-hmm. that was me
0: that was right. me yeah. from a scientific standpoint that's the only thing that makes it and then when i started hearing those people who used to be on 1600 pennsylvania avenue and <laughs> Capitol. Those people that, oh, you don't have to wear this. You don't have to. I was like, oh, these jokers are going to keep us here to 2023. Yes! They need to get their stuff together. This is no joke. Just buckle down. Let's get through at a minimum these two years, and then we'll be good That's to go. That's right.
2: Yeah. I was telling people that. I remember in interviews that I didn't think, like, travel to Europe or Asia. I was thinking same thing 2022 like even with the vaccines coming out December January I was like let's give it a year let's try and vaccinate as many people as we can in 2021 by the fall most people will be vaccinated by then hopefully like yeah I couldn't have imagined like summer travel to Europe this year like that I didn't think the numbers would be down enough or enough people would be vaccinated Uh, but then I read today like they're still poor Canada like they're, they're, still, <laughs> yes, they're still pushing back the, the opening, the border. I said, oh my gosh. Like, so, I mean, again, we, we are so privileged in the United States. You know, we're just so, so it just shows how privileged we are. I have a girlfriend
0: um, who lives in um Northern Canada. Um, it's cold, it's real cold up here. <laughs> it's, it's it's North of Montreal. It's, it's uh, I forgot the- Oh mystery. Lord. But she just got her first shot yeah. last week. They're not giving the second shots until months later. Like three months. Until August. Yes. What? I know. Yes. Yeah. They're like, said, they don't said, have enough. did you type that correctly? She said, yeah, I just got my first. And she's um, French Canadian, literally. And she's like, yeah, right. my husband had his two months ago. He's not getting his until July. I was like, is this
2: even correct? I was like, yeah what? they don't have it yeah they didn't have you know they you know it's like universal healthcare, and they don't they didn't buy enough or have enough money to buy enough to give it like at our schedule yeah. and uh, you know my physician groups all the canadian physicians are like well you don't have to because the study shows you have this money this much protection after the first dose which is true um, you know, especially again, like in the real life studies, when they look at how right. much protection you have, you have really great, especially people who've had COVID. So like if you've had COVID and you, you probably only need one shot of the vaccines, if you've had COVID, cause you get so much protection just from the natural, um, disease that, that one vaccine shot, like just gives you that extra boost. But for people who have never had the disease and you're just completely unvaccinated, Yes, you do get probably like 70, 80%, you know, uh, protection. And then after the second one, you get like up to the 90%. And I'm like, well, the studies did not, the studies were for the two. And I want my two based on how the studies went. You know, but the Canadian physicians are like, no, if you look at these studies, it's okay. And that's fine. But the point is they're not doing it because of that they're doing it because they didn't have the money and they mm-hmm. weren't able to buy from the pharmaceutical companies enough vaccines to give it on that schedule yeah. and you know it's unfortunate but um, at least and their whole philosophy which you know i understand it, it's better to give one to everybody and at least get the whole mm-hmm. population to have one but instead <laughs> of like half bad. the population yeah being vaccinated so that's mm-hmm. how they they decided to do it um, but yeah, when I, I, see my Canadian friends post that they're getting the first shot and I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was yeah, like, nah,
0: that's no, you're getting it in three weeks. Yeah, like not-
2: we, think about it. We have 12 year olds getting it. Right. Now you think about that. Their adults are getting their first dose and we have 12 year olds getting it. Exactly. I mean when you just think about it that way you're like yeah. oh my gosh we're we're so privileged like
0: very much so very yeah. that's why I love my blue passport <laughs> now that we got rid of the you know who I'm back to this say, the United States of America <laughs>
2: It's true though. It is true. I mean, I'm like, man, I see my friends bringing their 12 year olds to get their shots. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, we can't complain about that at all. Cannot complain about that.
0: <laughs> By no means, no means.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: uh, so, ladies, this part of our show, just some random quick questions. Okay. That we'll ask. Okay. This should be fun. All right, so Nadine, we have been giving ourselves um, pools of money.
2: Ooh!
1: So we are up to $17,000. So the question is, if you received an extra $17,000, what would you do with it?
2: Well, I hope I could afford to rent a yacht. I'm not sure how much a yacht costs actually, but if I could afford to rent a yacht, I would do so, and I would sail around the Mediterranean mm. for at least a week or two. At least, that's why my husband and I got engaged in Monaco, and we were supposed <laughs> to. <laughs> Y'all have an
0: engagement party or wedding? Whatever, I'm coming. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm well,
2: late. we were supposed to. We were on a cruise, and he proposed on our second dating anniversary there. And we were supposed to go back there for our five-year wedding anniversary last September. And of course, with COVID, we didn't get to. So that's what I would like to do for us mm-hmm. to be able to rent a yacht and go sailing around the Mediterranean for at least a week. That's what I would do. Mm, yeah. That's nice. You
0: well, Sarita, can you bust her bubble and tell her how much below deck, you know, they give tips <laughs> 17 <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, that's enough. I, I tried a tip.
0: that. I, <laughs> I told you I didn't know how much yachts cost,
2: and I'm like, oh, oh that's the hard. tip,
1: girl. Okay, that's not, so, yeah. and it's not even a good tip. It's uh, okay. Well,
2: can I get first class tickets to Monaco? Yeah,
1: can she get that? Okay. Okay,
2: first class <laughs> tickets, nonstop to Monaco. Well, so you I'll have, take
3: that. Well, you, you'd yeah. have to fly into um, France nice. and
0: drive France. over. Okay, oh, yeah. I'll take that. You You'd be flying into Nice and nice. drive.
2: That's yeah. right. Okay, if I can take that, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we won't crush your like... dream, but
2: just bust <laughs> my bubble, <laughs> bust my
1: bubble. It's all right. It's all right. Wait, you have
0: to watch below that girl. That thing is funny. That, oh, I, can... I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's about yachts and you know. Different, what happens yes. with the crew? It talks about the cruise jerk. So Rita was the one that mentioned it. I was like, what is this trash? The, the death. Is yeah. yeah. So I watched it and when the uh, when the get that one group of guests got off and the um what do they call them? The lead or the principal, the principal um guest gave the captain an envelope full of cash. Ah.
2: Mm-hmm. Was
0: that kid. was the tip? And these uh-huh. like each crew member got like three thousand. Uh-huh. It was just, just uh-huh.
2: ridiculous money. Oh yes. my gosh! Oh yeah. man! All right. Well, I'll start saving. <laughs> <laughs> back I'll start school. saving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Glennis, what you doing with your seventeen k? I-
0: I'm still working and fixing up stuff in the house. Now okay. I want to do a um. Uh, what do you call them? A custom closet? Ooh, closet nice. with the other one I did nice. the deck. So I now mean, I want to do a custom closet. That's what I that's want to
1: nice. do. Okay. That's really nice. And do like
0: do like three of these closets. So small closets in the other rooms but master is a big one. So I think 17 will cover a couple of closets.
1: Okay. That's I like it. I yeah. Leslie, what about you? I think I will build
3: me a backyard oasis.
2: Oh, nice. nice, nice. Are you guys all in D.C.? No, no I'm in Maryland. I'm oh, in okay. D.C. Wait, we say that again, Leslie?
3: I'm in Maryland. I'm oh, in
2: okay. Maryland. okay. Yeah, okay
1: no, nice. yeah,
2: I'm in D.C. I miss D.C. You guys know I used to live in, well, I lived in Arlington for eight oh, years. Oh, you did? Oh, nice.
1: Uh-huh, in nice. the Pentagon City area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very, very nice. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I miss it I a lot.
0: Oh, this it's changing.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm i am Christmas sure
0: amazon is coming in over there it's just oh crazy. i
2: forgot about that wow it's gonna be crowded it's it already crowded yeah oh, yes wow
0: <laughs> i don't think the, the, the highway infrastructure is ready for all those new
2: people, oh, people oh, or the I mean, local
0: literally building condos on the highway
2: oh yeah. my gosh yeah, yeah. You know,
0: they uh, they tore down that residence in that was in um, Crystal City that you could see.
2: Oh, I exactly know. I that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. Wow. I completely forgot Amazon was coming there. Huh. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my 17K. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, I'm starting to get that itch again. So I would like to go back to Greece first class.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Greece. Yeah, just and uh, I
1: would spend a lot of my time in Santorini uh, just the whole time.
2: Yeah.
1: Such yeah.
0: a yeah. so beautiful island. You know, yeah. I would live. So, yeah, I want to go
3: there. My
2: husband's yeah. never been. I've only been like once and that was like 2010, and he's never been. And Delta now flies nonstop from Atlanta. <gasps> So it's like, yeah, that's, uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's definitely moved up my list again, since I can fly. I'm all about nonstop. So yeah, (sighs) Yeah. it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
1: All right. Next question. What is the next wine region you want to visit?
2: Well, I'm going to Paso. So that's my next wine region Mm -hmm. in June. Um, internationally I have never been to South America
1: Oh, me either
2: yeah I have not I would really really love to uh, visit some of the wine regions there Um, yeah so that would probably be my next move yeah yeah what about you Glenn
0: I think I would have to agree I want to do some South American regions as well yeah. Because I've never, never been to South America. So yeah. yeah and Leslie. that would check off my continents as I check off my Look continents. At you. <laughs> Look at you. I mean I, I feel two words with one stone. I'm sorry, Leslie. Oh no,
3: no. no. I went do uh South Africa.
1: Oh yeah, that was my answer. yeah Yeah.
2: I love, love, love. I've um, I've just been to like Stellenbosch, but it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing.
0: Just drank myself. Did you drink some of the brandies? See, I was drinking. Girl, I almost killed myself. I was (laughs) was like, oh, okay, let me try these brandies. Slow down, little girl. Because this was free, really getting to know all about wines, you know, my my wife like so that was 2005
2: 2007 i can't remember i was just like oh this man right yeah (laughs) i will have to try some of that next time my husband um he has his his company they have like a um, joint venture like with south africa so he's been like four or five times i've been twice and we stay for like two weeks at a time we might go by the end of the year so it's like I have like this special love connection with uh, South Africa. I would love to move there. He's, he's had colleagues who's had like um, assignments there. So they stay for like six months at a time. So I'm always asking him like, why can't we move there? <laughs> and they come, like his colleagues come over here. And like, so they have like this joint thing where he goes, they go. And so that would be like, he has two sons. One just graduated college. The other one is in college. So that probably won't happen in the next two years. But I'm hoping <laughs> at some point, it's a place it's like one of the few places that I've been to travel to that I could live like I could totally live in South Africa
0: I said the same thing
2: yeah I you know it's so funny because I absolutely love Cape Town for the beauty and of course I could live there because it's stunning but um I really like the heart like of Johannesburg like I feel like and I'm a city girl so I mean it's it has some drawbacks, obviously, to us, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but I really I think because I'm a city girl and it has like the black culture and it's it's if if I could do both, you know what I mean? I right. I, I, I would. Yeah, it's like the best of both worlds, being able to go. I
0: thought you were traveling. gonna say? I thought you were gonna get real deep and say Swaziland or up in the. Ah! the I was gonna be like, okay, okay, doc. Uh, <laughs> Nah, that's what I was going No, no, no. I'll come <laughs> visit and I'll
2: leave. <laughs> Way from a distance. Like, hey! oh, oh, my
0: God. It's a nice place to visit. You can do your safari, you know. Get right. With
2: yeah. the um, natives and whatever. But, yeah. No, like I said, I'm a city girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally a city girl. One of the
0: Wazi King's wives. I was like, how many wives man got? You got to be. You know? No,
2: that is not me. You crazy. No. Cause they had built like the right after the first time I went, they built like a brand new children's hospital in Johannesburg. I'm like, I could work Perfect. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I could work here, vacation in Cape Town. Like, this could be my life. Yeah, that's true. So, it is
0: the city of um Joburg, you know it's like any other big city you right. know you got the right. parts and you got the parts that you know you're like okay yeah i'll go yes. by I could take my tail home if i have
2: to <laughs> and that's exactly right and we like hang out because you know like i said he's there for work so we like stay with like the locals you know and they'll tell you like i've been there and i'm started walk- walking down a the street they're like where are you going like i'm like i'm gonna just go down to the market no 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 you're not walking you're not going down that street come back this way so (laughs) they'll like tell us and then there's other times i'm like you know i've been with like other like female co-workers of his and we're like oh we're gonna hop in the uber and go and they're like okay so they're like tell us where is like okay and not okay you know like we've Mm. stayed in we've always stayed at Melrose arch. And so we've hopped in, you know, Uber's from there and been fine. And right. like I said, there's other times they'll be like, mm, no, 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 you know, <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
1: And <laughs> So this will be our last question. This has been a, such a fun conversation. So last question, would you ever be a winemaker?
2: Oh, uh. Boy, you know, if I was independent, if I was independently wealthy, I would. And I will say um, I went on a press trip to uh, Bordeaux and the Mosul back in 2019 during harvest. And it was like literally life changing for me. I mean, oh, my gosh. It was just so amazing to like literally be out there in the fields and like learn the process and I have never been somebody who thought, like, my friends will always be, be like, when they see another Black person or celebrity with a wine, they're like, Nadine, why don't you have your own wine? Why don't you have your own wine label? And because it seems like everybody now has their own <laughs> wine label. <laughs> like, a, like and that's never been a draw to me. Like, I've never felt like I needed to have my own wine label. But after that experience, I'm really into the viticulture. Like, I really am into the whole terroir, like winemaking and just how the varietals are different from country to country. And yeah, I would be like one of those people who would like to get dirty with it and like really be out there from the beginning to the end of the whole process, you know? Um, and so I, I, I think I would like to have like a whole like a state and just be out there making wine. And again, not just to sell it and the marketing and all that. I don't think, I think I would need somebody else to do all that, but I would just enjoy the process of it. I just find it really, 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 really interesting. Um, and so for that, I would say, yes, I tease my husband because he's, he just started drinking wine since we've been together. He was more like a beer drinker and he actually loves scotch. So he has bought like the little barrel, not little, he has like a barrel and he actually makes his own scotch. So he like pours the port in, pours the stuff in, and then he lets it sit in there. And then he like makes his own bottles of scotch. And so I was like, oh, you know, we can just, that's what we can do in retirement. Let's like move out to California and I'll have my winery and you'll you'll make your scotch and we'll do that. And so I always have like that dream that like, you know, we'll somehow inherit some money or something. And that's what we'll do in our retirement and really just for pleasure, not to be like make money from it, you know, like I said. Um, So, yeah, it's a, it's become a real interest of mine.
1: That's cool. (laughs) Gladys. Well, let's
0: let me put it like this. I don't like farming. I would love to be a majority investor who could show up and be like, "Oh, <laughs> takes. oh Thank you, y'all, and y'all, Okay, yeah, yeah." But and could do it when I want to go out and enjoy getting dusty if I if I wanted. So I I totally agree with Doc. If I was independently wealthy and be, or could be the majority investor. I would, you know, go out there, and oversee and just say, you know, well, let me taste this and, you know, that will work. Yeah, that's the short answer. Gotcha. But I'm not gonna be out in no field getting <laughs> dusted.
2: <done. laughs> You're not picking the grapes?
0: No, ma'am. <laughs> I want to make sure, if you see like some of those um, Hallmark, um, love stories and a couple of them they, they have um some of the stories about these wine families and yeah. The, the,
2: yeah 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 yeah
0: oh they're out there real cute my test to make sure the level of the you know grape but the sugar levels is okay that would be me with that you know that one little parent <laughs> oh let me see check the you know the brick levels blah blah then Go back inside go and back inside. handle the Airbnb, the, you know, the bed and breakfast of it all. Uh, so. The bed and
2: breakfast part is nice
0: though.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That part I could do. As long as I, I was doing go. like the punch down, like when I was there for mm-hmm. harvest, I mean, it was hard work. Yeah. No, it was
1: backbreaking work. Absolutely.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why you do it one or two to say you've done it and then you give it back to the professionals. Who
1: <laughs> like. <do it. laughs> so Leslie, what about you?
3: No, thank you. The <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure short and sweet answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, to, to me, it, it would be anxiety. All the time. All the uh, time. Like, oh my God, it's raining. Oh, it's yeah. right here harvest. Oh my, oh, the deer, what do you mean the deer ate like a mm-hmm. whole acre of grapes?
1: Yeah. To the me. The smoke. Yeah. yeah
3: mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't do it I mean I like if I was doing it for like you said a hobby Mm. where maybe I take six eight weeks off and do that but if that was like my livelihood oh my god I would be drinking because Mm -hmm. one thing after the other
1: yeah yeah um my answer is also no but I, I feel like, I feel like I could be another Glenis. I could be a a primary Mm -hmm. investor and I can help, you know, on occasion, but Mm -hmm. just, I I think I working at a winery for as long as I did. I know too much. I was like, you want to get up and do what Mm -hmm. (laughs) you, what? So what your neighbor, your neighbor is using pesticides. So that's now Mm -hmm. affecting the crop. What? Mm -hmm. It's too much? Mm
2: -hmm. It's too much.
1: So too many things to worry about, like Leslie said. So I'm gonna go with no, but I will help. I will help. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Nadine, Dr. N, like (laughs) Dennis calls you, this was (laughs) fantastic. This was so great. Oh, thank
2: you. I'm so happy you guys invited me back. It was fun.
1: Yeah. Um, Before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you.
2: Yes, yes. So again, uh, my blog is The Sophisticated Life, and you can find me at thesophisticatedlife.com. On Instagram, I am The Sophist Life. Um, So just kind of shortened on Instagram and Twitter, it's the same, The Sophist Life. And it's actually the same on Pinterest. On Facebook, I am The Sophisticated Life. Um, So that's pretty easy on Facebook. So,
1: well, thank you very much and enjoy your summer and all your travels.
2: Well, thank you, ladies. Have a good night. I'm going to get ready for my champagne and fried chicken.
1: Yes, enjoy. <laughs> I thought you were going to
2: fry
0: the time first.
2: Oh.
1: oh, girl. That ain't happening. Look what time it is. That's is, that's not happening. God. She remembered remember that. She remembered that. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Well, that is our show, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Dr. Nadine White. As always, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at SwirlSweet. And you can follow us individually. Myself at Me Up, Leslie at Vino301 and The Wine Concierge, Tanisha at Girl Meets Glass, and Glennis at Vino Noir. Stay safe. Cheers.